Hi, everyone. Welcome to Samaria's Soul Harem. I am Varen Gill, and this is my podcast, Samaria's Soul Harem, where we share all things taboo, spirituality, wellness, healing, relationships, love, and all other topics that we really should be having more conversations about. I have a wonderful guest here with me today. Um, I just want to remind everyone to make sure that you click on follow on Spotify, Apple, or any other platform that you're using to listen to this podcast today. As you all know, I am a healer my, myself. I started off in the corporate world. I am still a CFO, but my passion is spirituality, wellness, growth, and I'm a certified sex and relationships coach and a healer myself. And I'm so, so excited today to speak to an incredible healer, Devi Ma. Thank you so much, Devi Ma, for joining us from Bali today. How are you doing, Devi Ma? I'm doing very well today. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here and to uh, share in this beautiful portal that you've created for many, many people to access so many dimensions of wisdom and teachings for these times of awakening on the earth. Thank you so much. Just the way you said that is already nourishing me. I think anyone who just hears the vibration that you carry is is going to be, you know, feel this deep connection to to the energies that just run through us every day because you're so deeply connected to that. Thank you so much for being my guest today. So everyone, Devi Ma is a multidimensional oracle. She's a spiritual healer and teacher priestess of the golden age and founder of the feminine healing arts of this new age as well. I heard of Devi Ma at the back of learning about um, the teacher of someone who started a wellness studio here in Kuala Lumpur, Moon and Soul. And I've been wanting to connect with her for the longest of times because of the vibration, the, the, you know, the amazing shift that happened in this person's life from just learning from her and coming up and coming back here and setting up a wellness center that has gone through its own shifts and dimensions, but is still running today. And, and Nadia is a mother now as well. So thank you so much for that connection. If you're listening, Nadia, and once again, Devi Ma, that amazing energy that you carry. How would you describe yourself to us? Mm. I would describe myself as a, a multidimensional aligned being at this time, somebody who's really surrendered to being a vessel for the great awakening upon the earth that is taking place. I describe myself as a humbled heart, someone who's willing to look at myself and to continually letting go of or programs or timelines of my soul's incarnations and to once again allow my I am presence to be fully embodied at these times, to keep meeting the highest timeline of my soul time and time again. I would also describe myself as a wise, galactic, playful woman that can play any aspect of creation through, through connecting to the universe and connecting to the earth. I love that because I think one of the greatest, greatest blocks um, on a woman's journey is that ability to surrender and know that she is a creator 
not just of children, but of everything that you just said before. Thank you so much for that reminder. Mm-hmm. If you if you can't see me now, I'm literally like my my I'm I've got my my palms together and I'm like bowing down to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. I love I love it when people speak straight from the heart. Um and when when we started the conversation before we begin this recording, you you shared with me how you know you you you're from Australia and you were in Byron Bay and then you found yourself in Bali and I I think you were in India you mentioned in between for 10 years as well. Do tell us more about that where are you from and how did you start doing what you what you're doing now for all of us yeah it's quite a long story but i will definitely keep it a little brief i was born and bred in sydney i worked for the corporate world uh, for the for the lawyers in sydney and uh, and did silver service waitressing at night and uh, i was having a dark night of the soul sat in return as we know age 28 that took me to the sacred lands of Nepal and i while i was in nepal i actually had an accident at the base of uh, the himalayan mountains and i couldn't walk and there was this beautiful awakened soul that was there and back in those days he had violet you know outfit on and uh, back in those days people were either black or white so there was this man radiating the violet ray of spirituality and he came up to me and said my name is victory and i've just learned reiki let me give you a session so he gave me a session and i could immediately walk after the session and in my young naive kind of exciting way i said to him victory this is amazing i can walk and he's like yes we're all of one consciousness you must learn reiki so i then learned reiki levels 1 and 2 that took me back to australia where i uh, let go of the corporate world and started studying the holistic healing that guided me then to india to find god <laughs> and so i spent 10 years in india working on my own evolution my own alignment to um spiritual consciousness to uh to the healing arts to yoga to meditation i sat in ashrams with sai baba for 10 years uh, really learning to surrender the ego and to awaken to the divine self inside of me and that then brought me back to australia where i have been living for many years that then guided me to mama bali where i live now which is another highly evolved um spec place on the earth that carries these incredible energies of aligning the divine masculine and feminine and so after many many years of studying the healing arts of different modalities i've been anchoring in bali sharing my uh my wisdom my year, 25 years experience as a light worker as a healer as a teacher to many people on a global level really in in service to the awakening of the golden age at this time and to supporting as many people as possible in their own uh healing uh resetting the balance of the mind and the heart and allowing them to once again reclaim the power of remembering their divine birthright as pure white beings of love 
So it's been a beautiful journey. That's basically um, a short version of it. Yes, I can imagine because 10 years in India and really getting to terms with who you are is, um, is, is almost a day, an hour conversation for just like one day of your life at that point. So I, I am, thank you so much for condensing it down for us. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you um, about that age 28 that you mentioned, mm. um, that dark night of the soul. What is a dark night of the soul? Mm. You know, for for me, when I speak of the dark night of the soul, it's, it's a time when we're really in our shadow aspect. It's a time when often, you know, the 20s are so challenging for, you, you know, for everybody. So that period between, say, 21 and 28, it can, can often be, you know, coming into the dark night of the soul that then births and aligns to a greater uh, connection to the highest potential of one's soul. Often, you know, when we come to the age 28, it's a Saturn return and in astrology. It's where we, we really start to connect to what is our highest timeline of our soul's incarnation, where we break free from the conditionings of our families, our countries, our societies, which often brings suffering, illness, stress, anxiety, you know, pain, confusion, because we are not aligning to our soul, to our spirit. And so in that time, that's the dark night of the soul when everything we're trying to achieve is not really happening and we keep meeting obstacles and the body is going through illness and the mind is feeling confused and not connected. And once we break free from that, we then bring spirit, soul and body together. And that's normally the dark night of the soul often brings a spiritual awakening and a deeper connection to the earth, to the universe, to, to the goddess, to God, you know, the angels or the higher spirit realms. There is so many names for the unseen forces of awakened uh, masters or enlightened masters that are here supporting each person at this time in awakening. So this is how I would describe the dark night of the soul and, you know, the shadow self that always brings the light. We live in, in duality. So when we're in a dark night of the soul, when we're feeling lost and confused and maybe, you know, aligning to illness as opposed, and fear as opposed to love and, and joy, then we know that at some point the pendulum will shift and that we will awaken to the highest potential of that experience. And again, it takes that beautiful quality of surrendering to what is in every moment and having faith and trust that this experience will bring us a higher understanding of why we are here as a human at this time of great awakening upon the earth. Thank you so much. I think so many of us will relate to this dark night of the soul because the transformation is happening. It's very real and we are being forced to look deep inside and empty all that is there that no longer vibes. Um, mm -hmm. You've done it. You're, you're living that energy. You're totally living that energy. Mm, yes. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> I feel very blessed with that, you know, and there's such a, a path when, you know, we, we go into that humbly, yes, we are living that, and yes, that's naturally who we are. And everything that we have been expressing has not is not who we are. And as we transform from those levels of consciousness and truly awaken into these higher states, we can be humble and confident of our divine essence with an inhalation and an exhalation in equal harmony of both of these characteristics that play through us at these times. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I am very curious to find out what is a ritual to you? Mm. What is a ritual? There's mm. so many rituals. You know, with the I'm I'm asking this question because there is a return of the feminine arts, the healing arts that that you mentioned that you create, um, that that you that you teach us. Mm. And um, so many of them are embodied in rituals. Mm -hmm. What do they actually do for us? Mm. When I look at rituals, one, it helps us to be able to step out of our ego-based mind for a moment and to allow the higher, higher self to begin to flow freely through us. A ritual is an opportunity of opening the heart, stepping out of the mind and stepping into the heart. Energetically, it's an opening of a portal of light that allows the intention of the person doing the ritual to amplify uh, that intention within the portal and to allow the ritual to amplify out within the universe and within the quantum field and within the earth grids. Rituals have been, uh, you know, uh, practiced for thousands of years. You know, and when we look at life, we're often in, you know, habits you know we're doing we're, we're being programmed um, to become a habitual race of beings and yet behind the the habit is the opportunity of a ritual a ritual that is is a higher quality a higher intention that flows through us of aligning to the spirit of creating or co-creating with the divine feminine to be able to restore something that is of a lower vibration or in a disharmonic energy uh, within ourselves, within the area around us, within the earth or within the universe. So rituals allow us to connect to the divine, to connect to the unseen powers through our senses of, our higher senses of feeling our telepathy, our intuition, our co-creation of our words and how they ripple out within the universe and manifest on the earthly plane. A ritual is, a, is an opportunity of surrendering the conditioned mind and opening the heart to bhakti, to the devotion, to the love that really is aligned when we do any ritual it's the portal that opens us to that higher power of devotion to self devotion to love to light are those birds in the background yes wow 
<laughs> so interesting. The birds are like, you know, the messengers that tell the story. And when they chirp like that, it's like the divine confirmation. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say, Rin, but I heard the birds in the background at the back of your explanation of a ritual, which is so spot on. I'm so glad you explained it in the energetic sense that it actually is, because I'm so tired of hearing the meaning of ritual in wellness spheres, you know what I mean? Like it's it's been so watered down, this space of spirituality. It's been relabeled to be something we can all consume without getting triggered with the word wellness. It's it's almost yeah, it's it's almost un, unacceptable sometimes. But when I meet people like you who explain it in its truest sense, um, then I'm reminded that we're on a journey. Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, one thing that's popping in my mind at this moment or in the field of consciousness is, you know, living in Bali, one of my Balinese priests often shared, you know, when we do any spiritual act and we do it without connecting to our heart, it is just a habit. And this is where humanity on a third dimensional level is, where, you know, being habitual, but when we do something with love, with intention it becomes a ritual and so it's that incredible opportunity of making sure that we bring our spirit into our ritual and that's where the pure magic takes place and that's where the magic can begin to manifest on the earth thank you and the the crow not the crow sorry the cock the the, the the chicken there's a chicken in the background that agrees to thank you <laughs> amazing amazing and tell me what do you most love about what you do at the moment and why you know there's something beautiful about sitting in higher frequencies of life, you know, for being a, a spiritual healer and teacher for 25 years, every day I'm sitting in meditation, I'm aligning to these angels and higher spiritual beings. And I love that. I love that because that helps me remember in every moment who I am and to bring that into my everyday life, to ground it, to embody it into the earth. You know, there's so much embodiment at the moment, but to truly embody the light of who I am through my service, through opening up my, my pillar to be an oracle of higher dimensional frequencies of spiritual light is truly a gift for my own evolution, which naturally brings to higher qualities of being in my mind. And it's an incredible gift to see the transformation in so many women, so many people that receive this light that naturally and very rapidly move from a third-dimensional program of mind-body consciousness into a higher state of spiritual awakening or a spirit consciousness that is the essence that's moving that mind-body consciousness. And that in itself, to watch people go from illness, confusion, into alignment to light, to self, and to change their lives, to start being active within 
the awakening on the earth and to become a healer and to share their gifts and hold women's circles and is 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 truly an honor actually um for me at this time on the earth's awakening <laughs> thank you thank you for that nourishing statement um honor the word honor and relating it to the work that you do i really wish this for everyone who does any kind of work out there that it comes with that term honor yeah. because without that and the heart connection it isn't easy to carry on i think with the energies that are manifesting on the earth at the moment we need them thank you thank you and you know i feel that comes from all the years of being in india and being in devotion and in ritual because when the heart is pure we can channel this energy you know every day for 25 years you know continually accessing higher and higher states of dimension that's the honor that comes through doing the work of our own internal transformation you know and and i feel we're at such a time where everybody wants to be a teacher and a healer but to be the highest vessel of light consciousness is at this time we have to be able to humble and to ourselves to really honor the path of awakening in its purest purest form amazing oh, can you can you share what healing arts do you teach is it dance mm. I know though I do love to dance for myself and I definitely incorporate them within my women's retreats however uh the priestesses of the golden ages is, is really a journey of awakening women within the the priestess feminine healing arts and it always begins with the shamanic reiki activation you know reiki is one of the most well-known healing modalities that has been on the planet since the late 1800s and for me this is a pivotal tool and a pivotal activation within somebody's energetic body to open their chakras to really be able to step deeper into the healing arts so i start with the teachings of the healing arts of reiki with the shamanic practices of really bringing that light consciousness into the earth into the waters into the crystal grids into the body i then work with women uh really working with the healing arts of the womb and starting to clear away the pains around the menstrual cycle the diseases and to be able to tap into the astral emotional um causes of distortions within the womb which is a key area of that needs to be opened for for women to be able to anchor the ascension light at this time I then go to stepping deeper into the heart consciousness stepping into fifth dimensional frequency of the divine human template where we can really surrender our conditionings our ideas our programs about ourselves and to really step into our empowerment of the light that we are and to recreate our perspectives to recreate our realities through light and sound so then i teach people to work with multidimensional sounds of light language opening their voice to really start to channel 
um, higher frequencies of consciousness. And I'm just super excited to really bring in the next alignment that I've been kind of teaching for many years, but keeping it kind of mainstream in a sense, um, really working with the Stargate energies that come through Egypt and really helping us to activate our galactic star body so that we can really bring in this seventh dimension, 12th dimensional consciousness into the earth at this moment to help in human evolution and to help in the evolution of the earth. Um, and yes, I work with the embodiment side of it really is a lot of physical movement with yoga and working with, you know, allowing each uh, muscle and each part of our body to be able to embody these higher frequencies of light through yoga practices, through breath and through sound. I, I lost count there. So I, I think the message that I got is whatever an individual is here to birth by almost healing and clearing her womb um, and then you assist in the manifestation of what will be birthed through their womb. Yeah. Maybe I, I will voice that a little differently. There's so many stages of awakening. Uh -huh. so the first stage is we need to access our connection to the energetic bodies. So by being initiated into shamanic Reiki, we open up our chakras and we start to connect spirit, soul, and body. And then as we open up to these higher frequencies, it's so much easier to go into our shadow selves, to go into the womb, to become aware of our inner child programs, to become aware of our ancestral programs that we carry as women of separation, of fear to become aware of any pains or illnesses that are held within our menstrual cycle and to be able to really clear out the distortions of third-dimensional ancestral programs in the womb so that we can start to embody fifth-dimensional consciousness and above um, frequencies of light that are coming through at this time. As we advance and, you know, some women are just meant to hold that energy in the womb. But for women that have been working with me under the priestesses of the golden age, there's a, a continuation of an expansion of consciousness. You know, and it's so funny. Many years ago, people said, you have to create a funnel for your clients. I went, what's a funnel? Spirit just keeps telling me I have to keep creating new modalities to help people continue to grow. So we hold each other in this portal of expansion and we access higher frequencies of light. We heal the distortions within the body, within the mind and the emotions and we expand into higher states of consciousness. And this is continually taking place on the earth at this time. So this um, going from the womb to the divine human of truly stepping in to our divine self and allowing ourselves to create new realities through accessing light language and higher frequencies of light from our galactic center helps us to reset our mind. Everything is light and sound. So as we transcend the old, we allow these higher frequencies of light and sounds to permeate our energy bodies 
to permanent our chakras, our mind, our physical body. And naturally through that expansion, stillness and connection, we begin to think differently and start to create new realities within our lives, within the communities in which we live in and that upon the earth. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Devi Ma, for that. Um, that explanation is really on on the on the I'm gonna say on the money, actually. It's so specific. Um, I am a student of something called Sekem energy healing, which is an Egyptian lineage. And um it is, I mean, I I felt so so empowered when I when I learned that and at that time the connection was so strong to everything and over time if you don't practice this if you don't continue um to to absorb the energies you can really feel the difference and and the and the disconnect and I love how you explained how with these energies you're able to naturally begin that shift yes absolutely I, I had a question at the back of that which was what is the difference between Reiki and shamanic Reiki Mm. Okay, so I call it shamanic Reiki because uh, we're really working with the traditional Dr. Yusui system of Reiki, but the shamanic Reiki is where we start to use the elements of fire, air, earth, and water. And ah, beautiful, beautiful. So we use the fire for the smudging and the protection. We create bigger um, alignments to the fire of, um, you know, of the masculine. We use the water to be able to help purify and uh, help us to connect with the feminine aspect. We use essential oils. We use crystal bowls and sounds where we start to really bring in the sacred symbols and mantras of Reiki through higher dimensions of our sound, of our voice. Because as we keep doing our Reiki practices, our energy bodies change. And so as we start to work with the different sounds, they become so much more subtler. And so that makes them actually more powerful when you're transmitting them within a session. And it's interesting because I also use um, Sekim uh, Reiki and Egyptian Anubis Reiki. And so all of these energies of Reiki are such a, an important part in evolution at these times, you know. Um, and so I feel I really, really always want to honor Dr. Yusui and the system of Reiki because as we bring through this consciousness, naturally the energy fields start to expand and we evolve. And then shamanic Reiki comes and second Reiki comes and Anubis Reiki, Egyptian Reiki comes and it just helps us reconnect to different levels of consciousness within the universe. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I, I'm curious to understand how the ideas and concepts around money and abundance actually um, work with the work that you do. How how do you feel about money and abundance, and mm-hmm. what and how how do you how do you stay in that state of abundance? Mm-hmm. I feel I'm continually in a state of abundance. You know, just in the way I think, the light that I I bring through the home in which I live here in Bali, the support, the love. And and that can present itself with 
resources as money. I remember when I first started my path in India, it was often that spirituality, you had to give away everything. And there were so many times I shaved my head and I gave all my money away and all my belongings to just be really the purest form of light and to be empty and to allow the abundance of consciousness to move through me. But we're in a different time now. You know, and once you kind of let go of everything, what happens? You actually receive so much more of the abundance. I feel there is nothing wrong with having an abundance of money. It's how we share it. How generous are we with each other? When we have money and there's abundance, I feel it's our duty to share it with those that are less fortunate. And in my path of a sannyasi, in my path living in ashrams and going deep in my own awakening, it was all the people that had more money that supported my evolution. And at this time, the more abundant I am in consciousness, the more money that can flow through me. But the more it comes in and goes out and we continue sharing it on this planet at these times. I feel that we can get very caught in a third dimensional program of money and spirituality at these times and that we always have to step back into the stillness, into the higher consciousness of our light body, of abundance of the universe that is flowing through us and to co-create from that place. And for that place, we allow the money to be of a, of a new way of purity that isn't of lack or of fear or or of trying to hold on to it, but it's just another form of energy that is there to provide all that we need to live in comfort, to live in absolute abundance, and all that we need to be able to share that for the earth, for supporting different projects upon the earth, and to support others who are still integrating the Abundance Codex. Amazing. <sighs> Can I ask if someone was to come to you for a course um, or a session or something, would they experience these birds in the background? Because they're just wonderful. <laughs> they're, they're just making me feel like flying to Bali right now. <laughs> um, I would love to uh, have you here. Yes, I, I'm very blessed. I actually live in a temple here in Bali. And, you know, I actually take people to Egypt in Temple of Light pilgrimages, which is part of the priestesses of the Golden Age uh, facilitators work or feminine empowerment work that I do. And so interesting, for the last three years and through the COVID, I was working deeply in the temples of Egypt, activating um, high frequencies of healing light and realigning to the ascension frequencies of these temples. And then, of course, I, I come back to Bali and they move me into a home with a temple on it, surrounded by temples. So there is an incredible stillness and presence on this land. So, yes, you will receive that when you come to Bali for a healing or an, a cup of tea. <laughs> a temple, I mean, that is just so wonderful that's that's great thank you so much i think i i think um i'm i'm i am going to be going to bali at some point for for sure um i just i'm just really sad that there's so much traffic in bali now but what's wonderful is 
if you're in one space like you are and you don't go anywhere, you can ignore that. It's so blissful. Thank you so much for reminding us of the paradise that exists in Bali. Um, and where do you see spirituality growing and flowing in the next, you know, 10 years, maybe more, um, more, more arts? What, what, what do you feel is coming? Well, I'm always impeccable with my words because, you know, we are the co-creators, aren't we? So what we're going to voice, we're going to bring into manifestation. Yes. But you know, when we look at the vastness, when we look at where spirituality is now, You know, 25 years ago when I, I sat in the ashrams of India and the masters and the saints would say, you know, the half the planet would be chanting the name of God. And I didn't quite believe them. But then when we look at yoga and bhakti yoga and the chanting of Kirtan throughout the planet, it's nearly half the planet is chanting the name of God. <laughs> so where do I see spirituality upon in the next coming years? I feel there's an incredible increase of arts, of light, of sound, that people are going to be accessing more of their multidimensional self and using these superpowers to be able to bridge higher realms of consciousness into the earth that will come, the gecko chirps, that will actually come with in heightened gifts or psychic centers awakened within people. So spirituality will be very advanced. When we look at technology, there is so much advanced technology at the moment and there will be advanced spiritual qualities that awaken within humanity. And I feel this is why there's such an influx of people going to Egypt and to these power places, because when we look at the ancient priestesses or we look at the pharaohs of, of the temples, they these initiates of the priestess schools, they had accessed higher states of ascension. They had accessed higher states of awareness in the body at those times and i feel that's where we are coming as a human race of spirituality where the third eyes are much more aligned to the multi-dimensional realms of existence and that we are using a new language a language of light that will help us to be able to create uh, a unity field that is working of greater service for the earth for looking after the environment and connecting back to the to mother earth and to her cycles and to be able to access different frequencies within the universe that will help us reset our light bodies to be able to embody these higher states of awakened souls i feel spirituality will be the natural breath that people take consciously where we've lived up until this moment in time in a world where people have aligned to the body mind consciousness and forgot that they were an energetic conscious spiritual being and in the coming future we will be more aware of our spiritual connection as a light being here manifesting the world through the projections of our thoughts and through our creative expression, through music, through arts, through dance, through creative choices that are aligned to the frequency of love. 
And this is going to be an, a magnificent time to be awakened upon the earth. This is going to be a time that so many beings of so many realms of existence have been supporting us to be here for at these moments. Yeah. All these beings have been supporting the healing, the transformation for these times of great knowing that we are spirit having a human experience, not a human seeking spirit because they're ill, confused, lonely or full of anxiety. It is a great time to be on the earth. And we, one of the most abundant qualities that we hold is to be grateful for this, to be ever present with our capacity to align to gratitude to the earth and to all the beings of the universe for this opportunity of embodied spirituality. Thank you. Thank you for that. It felt like a prayer. It felt like a blessing. Thank you. Oh, I think that's all we have time for today, Devi Ma. I think we have really benefited and grown so much in this session. We've learned so much. I am wondering if there's anything you'd like to share before we close our session today, anything you're working on, anything that we should be aware of. I feel what I'm working on at this moment, considering we are having this call when it's the first time in many years that there is, you know, a lot of violence within the Israeli lands. And so what I'm working on very strongly is peace in the minds of all beings, including myself. Love expanded in the heart and that awareness of love flowing through me in every moment that I'm centered and so present in my body that I cannot be affected by a collective fear consciousness, that I'm holding the strength of peace in the minds of all beings, love expanded and awakened in the hearts of all beings, and the embodiment of that love solid as a rock upon the earth, holding that frequency of love and light is really what I'm working on at this moment for my own evolution and for all those that come into my field for alignment, for healing, and to support in this unity field of an awakened earth. Thank you so much for your invitation to be here today. And thank you for your 52 weeks of sharing spiritual light, transmissions, teachings to support many people to awaken to feel inspired to just take a moment to receive the love that we are blessed to tap into every day thank you so much Namaste. i think for the first time i feel so seen thank you so much Devi ma i'm doing that again i'm bowing <laughs> thank you thank, thank you so much there's a thunderstorm starting on this side that makes me feel that acknowledgement too it's like a like a huge cleanse. So I'm 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 ever so grateful for this session. I'm so glad we made it happen. Thank you so much and have a lovely week wherever Thank you are. Thank you so much and I look forward to meeting you in Bali.
Me too. Me too. I'm so grateful. This is my episode 52. One whole year. It's really come full circle. Well done. So Thank grateful. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much love. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye for now. <laughs>